Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic, host of Bachelor Nation News. Happy hump day. Got a lot of content to get to you. All things pop culture. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bachelor Rush. All righty. Well, it's a rainy day here in southern... I usually say sunny California, but southern rainy California. But uh, we're going to get through with you a busy jam-packed day. If you guys aren't familiar and are catching this in time, I'm going to be doing a live stream this evening, East Coast time, 6.45 p.m., West Coast, 3.45 p.m., going to be discussing... Uh, and airing the live release of the women of this upcoming season of The Bachelor. That's right. We've got Jesse Palmer hosting a TikTok event. Nothing like a, I don't know if Jesse's a old millennial or a Gen X. I think he's a Gen X. Either way, nothing like a Gen X person trying to navigate the wonderful world of TikTok. He'll be introducing the, I don't know, 3,000 women competing for Zach Shellcross's season of The Bachelor. We'll have to see if there's any information we don't already know. As you know, months ago, we released the uh, sort of behind the scenes of who's going to be who on the upcoming season, which, to be honest, nobody really cares about until something dramatic happens and we all get pulled in. That's how it works. Everyone's like, oh, I'm boycotting this season of The Bachelor. It's like, you know, I get it. I understand. You know, you go 10 episodes watching this show. And you go, oh, there's nothing interesting about it. It's all this, it's all that. And then all of a sudden, episode 11 comes and we have a lady crying on a balcony. And then we're sucked right in. That's how it works. The payoff. Will there be a payoff? You know, we'll have to see. We have no information yet on if it's going to be a dramatic season. Chances are, statistically speaking, 30 women in a house with lots of alcohol competing over a man. They're going to find drama one way or another. So chances are we'll get some of that. But we're going to let you know. So again, that'll be live tonight on YouTube. So check that out on my YouTube channel, 645 East Coast, 345 Pacific, which is only a couple hours away. And if you don't catch it live, you can watch it after and all that jazz. But definitely give us some love, a like, a subscribe for coming to you. You know, I like live streaming. It's just not a strong uh, revenue stream in the old business model. So I don't do it too often. You know, if I was live streaming and I made, you know, and it made my time worthwhile with Super Chats, this and that. But it's just, you know, off season, we'll probably have a couple hundred people watching. Boy, I'm doing a bad job selling it. Point being is I'll be there for you guys, off season or not, barrel scraping Dave in full effect. All right. Well, in this podcast, the keyword is nepotism. We talk all about nepotism from Kit Keenan being the daughter of famed fashion designer, $100 million uh, mom, uh, Cynthia Rowley. Uh, she discusses nepotism. She was on Matt James' season. And then in the next video, I have the initial clip of Maddie Pruitt talking about her wedding. And of course, we discuss nepotism there. Uh, not that really nepotism exists because Grant Trout's dad's worth $1.6 billion. So it's not necessarily nepotism, more more the uh, the the quality of wedding content that she was able to get for her wedding to Grant Trout, given the fact she was marrying into a billion-dollar family. Must be nice. Is it? I don't know. Maybe wealth is a curse. Maybe we're not supposed to be billionaires. I don't know. But if you don't like my politics, oh, boy, trigger warning for you. Uh, let's really cue the one-star reviews, you soft snowflakes who can't handle another person's point of view. We're going to trigger you today. Uh, but you're watching anyway. I'm serving up the slop and you're eating it. All right, folks, let's get to our first uh, clip of the day. Kit Keenan, take it away. Kit Keenan commenting on nepotism. I'll tell you how this whole story kind of came about. Kit Keenan was on 
Matt James season of The Bachelor. She did a couple weeks, got a little fame, then got out of there, realized she was 21. She wasn't ready to be engaged. Follow me on Instagram. Engage with me over there at tneils. Patreon.com slash Dave Neal for behind-the-scenes bonus content. I'll have that for you at 10 a.m. this morning, including New Year's goal setting, how I'm doing with that. Hey, my new keto uh, healthy lifestyle that I've been getting after. Four days in, I'll give you a little bit of that glowing report that I've got. And also every afternoon, Bachelor Rush Hour, the podcast. Jump on there. You're going to jump on there for sure. I'm going to be interviewing Jess Ambrose, our friend from the former Chatty Broads podcast. She's going to be on the show. We're going to talk about her new podcast, and you definitely want to get on there. That's going to be exclusively just to the podcast world. Okay, so let's get into it. Kit Keenan. Remember her? So she was in a New York Post uh, article just a couple days ago, which, by the way, it's a dumpster fire of ads, which kind of like my channel. Uh, but, uh, you know, here's the, uh, you know, there's a photo shoot she did basically starting her little cooking show after a run on The Bachelor. Influencer Kit Keenan is making cooking more approachable for people in their 20s. Now, I wanted to talk about Kit Keenan with regards to nepotism nepotism being like jobs you got and like a career you got because of your parents. Like if your dad was a news anchor for NBC and then you became a field reporter. It's the idea of starting at the third base rather than, you know, in the batter's box or even in the dugout. It's like uh, in some people, some some people that benefit from nepotism, not Kit. Kit's got a good take on it. But some people that benefit from nepotism, the old saying is like they, they uh, started on third base and thought they hit a triple. So a lot of people that benefit go, oh no, I worked hard too. It's like, yeah, so did everybody else, but you started farther away. Nepotism, a form of privilege, which is okay. I've got a form of privilege. It comes in different ways. It's okay to talk about it and address it. And Kit does just that. So at first I was looking at this new lifestyle article, which is just garbage New Year's Eve article. And so we'll just we'll just like kind of power our way through this and then get to a more interesting article on Nepo babies, nepotism babies babies and her take on that because if you don't know kit's mom is cynthia rowley who has a net worth i googled it of 100 million dollars that's real extreme wealth that's not like oh my dad's got a second car that's like what do you want to do i'll make a phone call and we'll make it happen kit keenan may technically be what's derisively known as a nepo baby the famous successful child of a famous successful parent but she's determined to carve her own path and of course and again i'm not bitter at all we're just trying to like, this is a tough story to do because it sounds bitter when you're like, but she had money when she started. You know, there's people like me. I come from a, you know, relatively successful single mom, but I bounced around to the renter's lifestyle. Uh, I know what a food stamp looks like, that type of thing, uh, you know. But when it's someone like Kid Keenan, it's like, I when I made my way to New York, it was with the cash I had in my hand and the two grand from selling my uh, you know old Subaru, and I had to make sure I got a job that week. I didn't have the chance to dabble in this or dabble in that. Honestly, I I never felt security until I until the pandemic hit and there was like a ch a chance to uh, take your foot off the gas. I know a lot of you guys felt that way and can relate to my situation because a lot of times we're in the deep end and all we want is a life vest to bring us. In. In. We don't want everyone to do everything for us. Just give me a chance to find out what I am. And that's art. Art and creativity. A lot of people live out of the cars. A lot of people have to find ways to break even because it takes a while to expand on the thing you're trying to create. There aren't instant rewards as they can be with industries like sales or finance, other other ways to like make money off of commissions and things like that. With art, it's so subjective. It's like you might spend 10 years, 15 years trying to figure out who you are and what you are. And then all of a sudden, and you might pop and be worth a lot, or in a case like 
Kid Keenan's, you might just get a clothing line when you're still in college. And it's not exactly fair, but that's just how the world works. My mom never put any pressure on my sister and I to work in fashion. If anything, she always said run. She has done so well, but she's not your cliche designer. She's more of an artist and businesswoman. My whole life, people have been asking me if I want to take a similar career path as my mom, and there have been times in my life where I felt compelled to. I love fashion, studied fashion and business in college. Recently, I've pivoted. Pivot! Instead, Keenan is looking toward another cultural icon for career inspiration, Martha Stewart. Well, that's kind of fun being, she's about, you know, a lot younger, but at just 21, Keenan was the youngest contestant to ever appear on The Bachelor, but she walked away from Bachelor Matt James in week seven on her own accord. For With her, what's Kit Cooking, videos on TikTok, uh, 169,000 followers, 2 million likes on Instagram. Keenan is showing Gen Z how to fit meal prep into their schedules. The way I cook is meant to be super approachable for my followers in their early 20s. A lot of them live in cities. They don't have huge kitchens or a ton of utensils. They, they don't know how to use a spatula. Uh, they've never uh, broiled a, you know, bacon. I don't know. I, I want them to fall in love with cooking in a very approachable way. Yeah, I should start a cooking show called Broiling Bacon with Dave. And it's all just like ways. You know, you, you know, do you know you can make bacon with a hair straightener? I'm not saying you should, but, uh, you know, I'm like the MacGyver of cooking. Either way, I find this funny because I don't disagree with there are people that live in the cities, you know, nonstop get takeout food. I was relatively poor when I lived in New York City and so was my wife. We met in New York City, but we weren't dating till years later. And we both had like to learn how to get the Chinese food at the bodega. Do you guys remember the places that had just like a Chinese buffet in a bodega? When a bodega is basically just New York slang for um, a, a mini mart uh, with a cat. There's always a cat, which is good. It's good that there's cats because if there aren't cats, they're rats. So I was like, oh, why is there a cat there? Trust me, it's the preferred animal of choice. Uh, either way, uh, we're happy for her, uh, and but it's just it it it's not it's not it's not out of touch to say that um, at 21 she's teaching her friends how to cook. It's just funny the world she probably lives in is a bunch of 21 year olds who have done nothing but Postmate and Uber Eats their whole life, and it's like I don't know, I don't know. For me, I don't have kids. I've always loved the Ashton Kutcher my, Mila Kunis approach, which is like they say we're rich, our kids aren't. You want to almost and again, I, I don't know. Leave a comment, many moms out there, especially if you have money i think i think the idea is to like give your kid enough to survive but not too much or that they feel entitled to your bankroll and that'll help them get out there i've got i've got a family uh that work for i've got brothers that work for the family business and with them if they're ever complaining about oh mom's this or dad's this i always just go well don't work for them anymore like they control they control you in a way they they cut the paychecks if you don't like what they're doing you got to go out on your own i've always been the type that just like doesn't want to be told what to do i want my own money i want my own income i i don't want a boss that's why we're here talking to you guys so you know nepotism can come with benefits i assume the the generational wealth that type of thing but it can also come with the idea that you're following in someone else's footsteps and it's probably got a weird pressure. I'm sure it's very hard for people like me and maybe you to understand because we didn't have that, but it's probably hard to kind of make your own identity. But either way, you know, she the the head start is definitely starting off at third base. I mean, she gets to make a TikTok and then get a New York Post article, but she seems lovely and she seems to be doing the best with what she's been given. And 
like I said before, you can't fault people for that. I mean, she was born into this. She didn't ask for to, you know, to be, you know, to be born into this successful dynasty, yes, or she said that half before The Bachelor, half of her she had half the followers she has now. Dating is definitely difficult in New York. I tried dating apps, but now my friends and I just like to meet people out and about or through mutual friends. Oh yeah, you can't do dating apps in New York. You just gotta go out and meet somebody. That's just the way it is. It's interesting when you live at home with your mother and sister, she said. Her sister's seventeen. If a guy comes to pick me up, they get thrown to the lions right away. My dad's a third generation New Yorker and I grew up eating Brooklyn Italian food. My grandmother on my mother's side is also Italian. That kind of food feels like home to me. I fell in love with cooking with my mom. All right, so it's a whole cooking article. Uh, very nice. So anyway, we saw this article. Again, you might not be into this scene, but the, the idea of Nepo babies, it's the, it's, it's the internet exposing celebrities and calling them out for the privilege that they have. And some of those people like Kate Hudson and others, you know, Kate Hudson's the daughter of Goldie Hawn. And there's just a huge lineage in Hollywood. And again, trust me, it exists probably in every industry. It's like, if you own a company, you want to give it to your son. I mean, it's like blah, blah, and sons. That's how it's always worked. Um, does it make it right? Well, you know, in politics and government service, you try to limit that. But of course, any phone call by a politician can get their kid in an in, in intern program or started at the top tier accounting firm or law firm. So it's about getting like a golden head start. Nepotism and Hollywood have gone together since the industry's beginnings, but a younger generation of fans more attuned to inequality and privilege have put a different kind of spotlight on the kids of famous parents. So it's a whole article on which actresses have which parents and exposing them. And, and you know, it's like, what can you do? You know, you, 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 just, you just hope you do good with the opportunities you've been given and help others that's really oh speaking of goldie hahn here's the family the brother he's in everything the dad you know the the, the the whole family yeah that's just how it works and part of it is probably like if you were a major league pitcher the odds of your son becoming a major league pitcher are extremely high because the genetic aspect you were good enough to make it pro but also the physical aspect you knew how to train them and coach them and get them the right scouts looking at them and this and that well that also can work artistically like if you're like beyonce chances are your child's going to be exposed to um to understanding how not easy but how accessible it can be to be at a recording studio or learn how to play piano or simple things like that so anyway let's just scroll down and find where kit was here hold on let's go right here there she is so they actually mentioned kit keenan in this article because she might not be super well known like jay-z's daughter but her mom's worth a hundred million dollars podcaster and content creator whose mother is fashion designer cynthia rowley said she has thought a lot about her privilege upbringing in new york city as she's built her career by the time she got to college she had had her own clothing line in a large enough social media platform to catch the attention of the Bachelor producers who recruited her as a contestant on the 2021 season. After millions of viewers saw her on the popular show, she continued to build her Instagram and TikTok followings, incorporating food and recipe content and new hosts a podcast, uh, now hosts a podcast with Cynthia Rowley, her mom, called Ageless. They haven't uploaded in a year. Which, by the way, I, 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 I see this trend, like doing things creative that don't come easy. I think the Gen Z with TikTok and Instagram, especially when you're good looking, I think a lot of people find success real early on. And this applies to the bachelor world. I think a lot of bachelor alumni find success because they're given a giant audience 
And then they don't know what to do with it. They start a podcast. It doesn't go over well. They quit that. They start a YouTube channel. It doesn't go over well. They quit that. Quit that. And I look at this as a guy who, who did it the super blue collar way, 10, year, 10 plus years in stand-up, starting podcasts for six, seven years, learning how the like learning ground floor up how it all works, not being given a thing. I'm not verified on any of my platforms yet. I can make a living from it. And I look at this and I go, oh, geez, it must be nice to be so busy. You can just quit your podcast because your fashion line's coming out. Who knows why they did it? I'm jaded. I know what I've been given in life, she says, and I'm trying to use those opportunities to help other people and just recognize that. One thing she's certain about is that it's important to be transparent. It doesn't mean that you finished the race already in first place, but you started with a huge head start. I think the worst thing a Nepo baby can do is say that they earned everything they had all on their own. Yeah, yeah. I think you either don't comment on it or just say, yeah, I've had a lot of help along the way. Nepo babies are fully aware that, because we've all had help on the way in some form or another. Uh, Nepo babies are fully aware that their mere existence being born into wealth and opportunities, especially in an era of economic and social distress, can spark an intense and often negative reaction. They've seen the memes. All right. So anyway, is that enough on Kit Keenan? I think we have enough there. And they talk about other actresses. And, you know, Allison Williams, you know, you might remember her from the show Girls, weighs in on Hollywood nepotism. It doesn't feel like a loss to admit it, she says. So she has a, because look, everyone who was on the show Girls, all the four main leads were like daughters of famous playwrights and producers and news anchors. I mean, that got her, in, I believe, I, I'm uh, off memory, uh, you know, into the theater program in Yale. It's a giant head start. That's okay. She seems like a lovely person and she seems to acknowledge it. She says, I got to sit back and wait for things that made sense uh, and that worked with that persona. Uh, so basically she didn't have to um, take the first job or the waitressing gig, uh, you know, all the different things you have to do when it comes to, um, you know, getting by when you work in arts. She said, having a sense for who you are, especially today when people are finally realizing maybe not every role is something I'm entitled to play is really important. So she mentions the nepotism thing. I mean, I don't really care. I look at my kids and we're a storytelling family. It's definitely in our blood. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Kate Hudson. She, Kate Hudson was the one who said, I don't care. It's in our blood. And it's like, yeah, it's in your, it's in a lot of people's blood. A lot of people just don't never make it. Um, she said, I think there's other industries where it's more common. So she's probably right. Kate Hudson here, that nepotism is more common in, in other industries. I'm sure with law families, we look at Kelly Flanagan. She comes from a family of lawyers, whatever. And, but it just, it's, it's a little dismissive just to be like, just, you know, you, you know, just, you know, <laughs> people just want you to own up to it. But it's also, it's also entitled of the audience to feel like they need someone to make statements for how they got the job that they have. So, um, Anyway, Allison Williams said, if you trust your own skill, I think it becomes very simple to acknowledge. So there she is. She's made a career. She trusts herself and she's acknowledged it. All right, folks. Well, you can acknowledge me on social media. I'm not verified, but I'm there, baby. Instagram at Neils. You're damn right. Now you know where to find me. Get over there. Check out the Instagram. I'm posting real stand-up comedy clips where you can find me, show dates, this, that, and the other. And also, just a big shout-out to everyone who has left a review. Yes, I'm talking to you. We have 2,000 daily listeners and only 400 or so reviews. That means there are lots of you out there that can leave us a review. Five stars if you must. One star if you don't like my politics because you're a weak, triggered person who can't. I'm just kidding, <laughs> I'm just kidding guys. Oh, Oh boy, it's becoming fun hearing that people go, oh, Dave's opinions. Listen, we'll talk about Bachelor, but if Bachelor leads us into a talk about tax reform, that's where we're going to go. And the next clip does just that. Now, the next clip is a 15 minute long video. I'm only going to share like three or four minutes of that audio from the video because what I do is I watch 
uh, Maddie and Grant's wedding video. So it's very visual based, all of my jokes and humor. So it's not going to really play to you guys. So I suggest if you want to check out what I'm talking about, go over to the YouTube channel and watch that video. But leading up to watching their wedding, I went on what I would call an epic rant regarding wealth and equality and, you know, uh, uh, Grant's dad being worth $1.6 billion and how they're, you know, they kind of promote all of these Christian values. But I personally don't believe billionaires are necessarily the best people out there. Who knows? Maybe he's one of the good guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> but either way, enjoy this intro to the next YouTube video. And if you like what I was saying here, go to YouTube and watch the full thing. Kenny Trout, Grant Trout's father's worth $1.5 billion, which is... A lot more. Hundred was what, what, how many? How many more million? That's fifteen times bigger than a hundred million. So a hundred million is generational wealth. This is fifteen times. This is a, give a give a hundred million away to every member of the basketball team. Type. This is wild. How much wealth it is, which is totally fine. You you can't hold it against Madison and Grant for the, for his dad being a billionaire, but you could say that no one should have that much money. We should be having a better uh, system that taxes the rich. And of course, by rich I mean the exorbitantly rich, right? Um, our president Biden, oh boy, triggered people has a new uh, has a new law going to effect in 2023 that major corporations are going to have to pay a minimum 15% tax. You and I pay income tax way more than 15%, don't we? A lot of people, I, I think I pay 40 40%, right? So a lot of people pay more than 15, but it's the bare minimum. We saw with former president's taxes coming out that he had years where he didn't pay anything because he was writing off you know properties as a loss. You know, you know, you know, poor woe is me, and that's what billionaires do, which it's. Like like, look, that's the tax code. They get away with it. We need to do a better job of auditing them. Not the problem, but I do think it's exciting to just see that now corporations might start to pay their fair share. I understand people might say, well, Dave, that means they're just going to raise the price of their goods and pass it on to their consumer, which very well might happen, but at least in a capitalistic economy, if Amazon starts charging more money, there'll be a better place we can go to buy products. And I think that's a fair thing. What do you guys think? All right, rant over. <laughs> you guys are like, I didn't sign up for that, but here we are. All right. And you can go watch the YouTube video to see my reaction to their wedding. Now, on polar opposites of Maddie and Grant, you know, top one point, you know, the 1% of the 1%, you know, he he's in the, you know, comes from a family in the top 2000 richest people in the world, you know, as a billionaire, you know, must be nice. Although to be honest, I think being a billionaire might be a curse for your kids. I think about this all the time. You know, life is about trial and error and overcoming the odds. And I, I just don't know if, if you really feel like you're overcoming the odds being, you know, gifted a basketball team when you're in high school, a multi-million dollar workout facility. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's some advice happening there but you know Jesus didn't come from a billionaire is my point the guy the guy was born in a uh, you know Airbnb on the side of Nazareth you know what I mean oh boy is that what happened they have Airbnbs back then two-star review very drafty okay folks well anyway on polar opposites that is Demi Demi Burnett and she speaks about her alcohol addiction it's a great clip it's a great statement she made and I'm glad she's using her platform to talk about real issues have a listen I think Demi might be the most relevant alumni from Bachelor with regards to the topics she's discussing on her social media. It ain't always the most pretty. She gives up alcohol in that she learned more about herself, that she's got autism. 
She's talked about neurodiversity. She's talked about, um, you know, the struggle with social media and not just the mental struggle, but making a living when the fame and fortune and, and the traffic that comes from Bachelor goes away. With all that said, I, I don't know if she's as appreciated as she should be for being uniquely her. And I think we need to embrace that more. We're going to talk about that. Follow me on Instagram at dneals, patreon.com slash Dave Neal for behind the scene bonus content. And when I say behind the scene bonus content, I mean it. I spent all day trying to upload this video that I have right here of Maddie Pruitt and Grant Trout's wedding. Now I made a video that was 17 minutes long. It was content struck in, content strikes, content strikes. It's demonetized can't pay the ad revenue. It was so many different issues. I kept cutting it up until I was about 13 minutes long. And at the 13 minute long, it finally got approved. So you guys get to see the public version, but for the full 17 minute long version of my reaction to their absurdly decadent and over the top wedding video, which by the way, was very nice. But if you want to watch that full video and see why it was demonetized and what we talked about and all that, go to patreon.com slash Dave Neal. I'm sharing all of that with the behind the scenes crowd. I just can't share it with YouTube uh, because it kept on getting taken down. Okay, let's get into what Demi had to say. And again, I, I think Demi's been done wrong in a lot of different ways by the Bachelor crowd. And I think she's had cries for help that have gone unheard. And I think we need to uh, listen more to people like Demi as they share their struggles. Demi says this, with so many participating in dry January, I want to inform those who don't know about the dangerous effects of alcohol withdrawal. Alcohol is one of the most dangerous drugs to quit. I would know. I quit drinking cold turkey one day, July 24th, 2021, and ended up in the hospital with seizures the same day. For reference, at the time, I was drinking three quarters of a 750 milliliter of Tito's a day, which by the way, for somebody my size, that's like double that. That's more than I drink in a year. Pretty much. It's a lot of alcohol. Drinking has become so glamorized in our society that I worry some of us don't realize the dependence our bodies have developed on alcohol. Please, please be careful. If you consistently drink a bottle of wine a day and you stop drinking one day out of nowhere, you are putting your life at risk. I'm so happy to see people taking a break from alcohol, but everyone needs to be informed of how dangerous it can be. The photos when you swipe are of me in the hospital from alcohol withdrawal induced seizures. They held me for three days. I was asleep for most of it. It took me six months to get my levels back to normal and for my brain and body to even feel normal again. I love waking up and not feeling sick. Share this information with everyone you can. It can save lives. And it's true, it can save lives. Uh, so here's the trigger warning. We're going to share the needle photos here. So there's Demi doing her thing. And um, there she is in the hospital, all hooked up to the monitors and stuff. Which, by the way, this might be the best looking hospital photo I've ever seen. Demi, you could literally take a head. I understand this is you at your bottom, but Demi's bottom is still a very beautiful photo is my point. Um, just giving credit where it's due. I don't know. I think that's a good thing. So here it is with the needle. Oh, you, you're, you guys, your knees get queasy when you see needles. Ooh, I couldn't be a nurse or a doctor or anyone. Oh, geez. Oh boy. Anyway, there it is with the different needles in regulating her. She's got the bruises from the needles and all that. So comments are generally great. You know, she's all batch or good friends proud of how far you've come. And we know Demi talked about the fact that the doctor, the I think um, I think EMTs came, I, 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 might be, I might be getting this wrong. They came to her place. They said she'll be fine. And literally as they were leaving, she dropped having a seizure. So it's it's been a rough go for Demi. And by getting rid of the alcohol, 
it's had negative effects like the withdrawal and the weight loss. I think she's talked about the weight loss that came because she was getting all of her calories from drinking. Now she's not drinking and there's all these other issues that emerge. But those issues are the path to uh, finding your authentic self, not hiding behind alcohol, both physically, spiritually, mentally, all those things. So as we all try to improve, as I think most of us are on a day-to-day, some people might realize, hey, alcohol is not my problem. Like for me, I can have a beer here, a glass of wine there. It ain't me. My problem is sweets and sugar and the crazy cravings that I get uh, during holiday seasons and when there's food in the house. Yeah, sure, maybe I'll have a cookie here and there, but I tell you, I, I, when I went to the Delta Lounge, the Sky Lounge, I had three or four cookies and then... <laughs> And then we went from there to the uh, to catch our flight home from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and we start watching a movie. And what did your boy do? I reached down into my bag to the other four cookies. Hey, honey, did I have four or five cookies on the flight? She said, I don't know. Either way, I gave her one. Maybe even only half of one. I ate, their, I ate her crumbs. And then I did, all right, cookie monster. I'm laughing because it's comical, but it's like, that's my addiction. And I've had to explain this to my wife and other people because that's not their fight. Everyone's got a different fight. Your addiction might be social media. My addictions come in so many different ways that I understand when someone else has a different addiction, we minimize it. We go, oh, oh, must be nice that your addiction's sugar. Not at all, folks. Not at all. It brain fogs me and I can't get my executive functions done and I feel frustrated and I feel a shell of who I am. I'm sure much like Demi felt that same way when she was medicating with alcohol. But, you know, you can't blame her. Her mom was in prison, just got out of prison. Her family, in that sense, is not where, you know, the the, the quote-unquote a perfect family could be and she's got bills to pay she's struggling the the fear and anxiety that must come from being on social media and being the quote-unquote villain that's always misunderstood god damn it you gotta feel for her you gotta feel for people like this i mean we always say like look out for others but then we, we have people like in our plain sight right in front of us and are we swerving out of the way and pulling over to stop and help them so it's great that she's offering all this information and it's great that we have these people here. But unfortunately, the, the conversations and the ones that are rewarded in our community, Bachelor Nation, and probably most social media communities are the pretty photos that you share. And I think finally TikTok and other platforms are starting to reward the curiosity of people who share their skincare routine when they have breakouts and sharing the unfiltered photo. Like it's it's like the app Be Real. It's like the whole premise of the app Be Real is to take a photo the minute they alert you to take a photo. Look, I got an app right there. Take a photo. It was one hour ago. You got to take the photo to see other people's photos. There's no filters allowed. Here's who I am right now. Well, Demi's showing us. This is who she is right now. This is sober Demi working on her other issues, uncovering, and I just think it needs to be applauded more than it is. You know, the simple question, can you die from alcohol withdrawal? You bet your bottom dollar you can. Let's just look at the science of it. When your body becomes dependent on alcohol, cravings and other withdrawal symptoms appear after you stop drinking or significantly reduce your intake. In many cases, alcohol withdrawal can be mild, but in other cases, it can be severe, life-threatening, because alcohol is a central nervous system depressant. Its side effects are achieved by slowing down the brain. As your body and brain get used to this effect, changes in your drinking pattern throw you off balance. Your central nervous system becomes overexcited as it tries to restore balance. This imbalance shows through in the form of withdrawal symptoms ranging from mild to severe. And Demi is a smaller person. She's a smaller person. So the level of severity, I mean, you know, we just, we just, we all just 
consumed Demi's content on The Bachelor. We laughed as she did whatever the show producers wanted her to do, be the villain, be this. And as Demi said when she interviewed me in her podcast, they all said they all patted her on the head and say, "Good girl, Demi, good girl. What a shame." That they, and again, I'm not saying they knew she was maybe drunk or was, you know, or or had all these other problems, but what a shame when we're done monetizing somebody else's pain. And that's exactly what the show did because they made her the villain, the punching bag, this and that. She's just left and they go, well, 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 you know, call, call our, um, call our therapist if you ever need help. Good grief. So anyway, yeah, Amy Winehouse died from alcohol withdrawal. You know, it happens all the time to people that aren't famous. You know, it had um, Greg Giraldo, uh, Harvard graduate, very funny, very famous stand-up comedian, died of alcohol withdrawal. There's a reason during the pandemic that liquor stores were kept open because of people that do have dependency. And it doesn't mean you need to keep drinking if you have a problem. It means you need to get help. You need to be monitored if you do start to have any of the symptoms that would be withdrawal, which might mean weaning yourself off. Unlike you know smoking in other addictions that you can possibly quit cold turkey. Sometimes alcohol, that's not the case. I'm not a doctor. I don't know all the answers, but I love that people like Demi are sharing with her audience the truth. And I think we can handle the truth as we see it. Maybe some people can't, and that's why we're getting one-star reviews. Again, it's only a couple. Most of you guys have left five-star reviews. But the same person who left me a one-star review, and I believe it was December 5th, updated their one-star review to include more reasons why they don't like me. And it's like, bro or lady, bro or ma'am, why are you still listening after a month? Isn't there some like echo chamber content you could kind of get to that fits your needs better? You know what I mean? I appreciate people that listen with differencing of opinions and don't get so triggered, but I'm here to share my truth with you guys, whether you like it or not. And that might mean you don't watch, you unsubscribe, you unlike. Maybe you want just Bachelor content. I just got to tell you, and this is for anybody who's making content out there, you got to do what's authentic to you. Otherwise, it is exhausting. It's exhausting trying to be a puppet, trying to be something for somebody else, trying to anticipate what people want. When a comedian on stage anticipates what an audience wants to hear, that is called a hack. That is not authentic. When they share their points of views, regardless of if it's one that might be received well, that is more on the route of authenticity. And that's what we strive to be and to do. And I wish the same for you. Well, that's been it for me. I'll see you on the live stream on YouTube later on today. Uh, If you can't make it over there, we'll be back tomorrow with more content. I'm Dave Neal. Welcome back and see you later. Bachelor Rush Hour. Bachelor Rush Hour.